Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Tonight I've got with us Jody from G'day. <laughs> Jody from Flangipanis. Uh, now the last time I checked band wise, are you in any secret hidden bands like Mikey is? Because suddenly he he told me he was in one and then two and then four and then No, I used no. to be in a few, but um I culled them all. I've been working a bit more than I usually do, but I did just record a solo thing. Oh which really? Sucks, it but sucks. I'll, uh, yeah. Well, but um, but no, not really no. at all. No, just flange. Just flange. Yeah, right no, it's on. good. It's nice actually. Yeah, a little bit more pressure. Yeah, that's but, awesome. Um, so, how'd you come up with the name of Flange Panties? I didn't. Who did? Uh, no one in the band. So no it was actually our mate Jacko. Yeah. Who used to own a house in Hawthorne, just on the on the bad side of the river there, and. <laughs> He, uh, we used to call it Little Ipswich because a bunch of people who used to live in Ipswich moved up to to Jacko's house, and yep. our bass player Buddha lived downstairs. And yeah, they came up with that name. I don't know how or why, but we just loved it, and it stuck. And it was around about the time everyone had frangipani stickers on the backs of their cars. You remember oh, about ten years yeah. ago? Yeah, every car sure. was just fucking covered in those annoying fucking little stickers. And we used to actually at one point so bad. we'd um we'd uh French panty sticker bomb each other's vans because I worked in a shopping <laughs> centre and a mate of mine was a uh, courier. Yeah. So oh, I got to a point so he's, he's that were the, the drummer at the time actually. Yeah. So we'd try and find each other's cars out and about <laughs> and just slam them. You have to go to City Beach and spend about 20 or 30 bucks. So it wasn't a cheap <laughs> prank, but it was so worth 20, it. 20, 30 bucks well spent by the Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So that's how Flangibanis came along. That's awesome. So how long have you guys been a band for? Ten years. Ten years. Ten years. So, so 2008 you guys started. Yeah, that well, right? that was our first gig, yeah. First gig? First gig. Okay. So I think um, I'm the only original member now, which is kind of sad. I've Chris wrote it. Or, I, you know, I, I, I honestly thought Josh was an original member as yeah, well, to tell he you the is. truth. I consider Josh an original member. Yeah. So we were a three-piece yeah. for the first little bit. And I wanted a second guitarist in to, um, I don't know, fill out the sound mm. and so we could do some cool shit. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, and Josh w- Josh bit. wasn't my first pick. My first pick said no. Oh, really? <laughs> so, but. Um, it's all right, Josh. I love you. Oh, no, he knows. How, it's not hello, a sick. Kitty. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no. So I think he um, he played a song with us on accordion. We used to wanted to. So the goal when Flange first started was to sound like the Dropkick Murphys. Yep. So we loved Dropkick quality Murphys. Quality band, yeah. Right? Yeah, yep. yeah. Still quality. Oh, absolutely. Um, and actually, when we were talking to the Friends of Rom guys, they were telling us how much of cunts the Dropkick Murphys are. <laughs> and there was an instance where Gordy, the Frenzel drummer, actually put um, uh, the bagpipe players' reeds like up his ass <laughs> and they took photos of it. 
and then oh, wow. finished the tour with them. Yeah. And then after the tour finished and everyone went back to the USA, they sent them the photos of these breeds oh, being up Gordy's asshole. Wow. Um, the best, right? Yeah. But fantastic. I mean, I mean, it's pretty gruesome. It's pretty gruesome. Uh, he could have got sick from it. Probably didn't. Yeah, um, yeah probably. But. <laughs> At the end of the day, the way that they described it was they deserved it. You know what I mean? If they were nicer people, at no point would they have done that. And I, you know, I tend to, I I believe in Frenzel Realm. I kind of stand up for a lot of the same things that they stand up for. Well, Um, you never really hear Frenzel being dicks towards anyone. It's them calling out dicks. Correct. You know, so, And you know what? If they're being a dick and you tell them they're being a dick, then and they they'll don't, be, and, and, yeah, and they they're don't okay stop? with it. Sure, I'm going to stick a bag. No, pop, no, no, but, but <laughs> uh, well, you don't really get that opportunity. Well, yeah, yeah, that's um, right. But anyway, so back in the day we wanted to sound like Dropkick Murphys mm. and we had, I think I had one song about the Dropkick Murphys and that was it. Yeah. Uh, and Josh played uh, The Dirty Glass, which is a Dropkick Murphys song with us uh, at the Jubilee at uh, one point okay. on accordion. Oh, and really? after that then he joined the band, yeah. Okay. Yeah, if you Google it, you can you can find it. It's up there. I'm in an Astro Boy shirt and a really, really bad bra because I was a bit skinny back then, so I used to buy $5 bras and the tits just fucking don't stop. And yep. so it looks like Astro Boy's uh, like dancing in flight. <laughs> um, it was uh, a good day. It was a good day. Quality's all right. Yeah. Um, no, that's – I mean, I love I love hearing that sort of stuff. Uh, origin stories of, uh, of bands that – Especially they haven't really had as much exposure to the bigger ones. Obviously, you get more you get more of what they've gone through and stuff like that, but you never really get like to know what original band stories were like for the local guys and stuff like that. You know, it's like, just in jokes. Well, yeah, everything's you know, just in jokes. It is, yeah, you know? and, and then I think as the bands get bigger, the in jokes become bigger. So yeah. it's jokes within them and their mates' bands in other states, and then their mates' bands in other countries, and yeah. that's how the in joke becomes not really an in joke anymore. But it's the same kind of philosophy. Yeah, like uh, Junies and Soho, I know, do a lot of that shit between each other as well. Like they they throw memes and and all that sort of shit based on one another. I think the most recent one, I don't think it was from Junies to them though, but the most recent one I saw of Soho was. I think it was Covered in Chrome or the Dope Calypso or something like that album, Hungry Ghosts, I'm pretty sure it was. But it wasn't uh, It wasn't the actual album cover. It was like a bowl of spaghetti, like the uh, top of spaghetti. Yeah, 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 I get and that. It, That's yeah, pretty funny. Yeah, and because and, I'm scrolling by and I'm just thinking that it was like, did they put Soho's. googly eyes on it? No, no. Oh, I don't, missed just opportunity. Looked, I think there was like a meatball in there or something. And, <laughs> and yeah, and it just it threw me off. Like I'm scrolling down thinking, oh, yeah, it's just that. Wait, hang on a second. That's fucking spaghetti. What the fuck is this shit? And it was just Soho sharing. That's a good like, one. Some, like someone had, had made a meme of them and stuff like that. And it's, it, well, I wouldn't say it's like an in-joke now, but it could become an in-joke with their album cover. The Next s- one they have could be uh, spaghetti on, t- on the, the front And the Soho guys are so lovely. I remember once we um, we went through a phase a few years ago where uh, Paulie, the bass player, got Photoshopped on his computer and got this mm. new gaming computer. And so we redesigned all of uh, like a bunch of Brisbane bands logos yeah. with flanger panties in it. Uh, <laughs> yep. And so it violent, the violent Soho one where it's like all four, one, two, two. I think we just changed it to flanger panties and put four Oh three Oh cause that's our suburb and yeah, changed yeah, yeah. the, the Illuminati one to like a bra. And <laughs> that was great. And so, and then we uh, printed them all. 
and then organized for someone to put them on the the um under the windscreens of their cars when they were all at the same party one night. Yeah. <laughs> was the best. That, put it on their their um band practice door. Yeah. As well. We just played plagued them with it. Yeah. They were, they were really nice about it. Oh good, good. <laughs> no, that's what you want though. I mean, like holy shit. No, they were lovely. <laughs> yeah. So in, in in saying keeping up with that uh craziness, well not craziness per se, but um, with with being out on the road a lot, you've been around for ten years. It's sure enough, you've got at least you'd have say a handful or so of good tour stories, band stories, and and yeah. you know crazy shit that happens on the road. You know, I mean, uh, we're not on the road a lot. We all have day jobs, yeah. So we yeah. go when we can, yeah. So I'm um, even then when you do do when you go and do a run of shows whether it be down south or even if it's just like a few runs around brisbane uh even south side up sunny coast whatever it doesn't it doesn't matter um you're always bound to get at least one douchebag that's going to be there what in the band no 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 not in the band (laughs) could could i got some of those stories yeah there's always one of them surely um sometimes it's me you know but just just in general like you know rowdiness with the public i know stewie was telling me a good one where they played at chardon's before um it was the back room Mm. and they were just playing in the pub and like used to be called club spit really i think yeah yeah club splurt Splurt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, about 15, 20 years ago, uh, the Blowhard Boys roller used to run it. Yeah. I remember I, playing there about 15 years ago in a different band, terrible s- band. See, never knew that. I've always just known that place to be Chardon's Corner. It is now. Back, back room. It like, is now. All, they've, yeah. they've renoed it. They need to reno the upstairs and create um, some places for bands to stay and yeah. they'll get bigger names down there. That's a big room and it's an unutilized oh, it's, resource. It's, it's a huge Brisbane. space. Yeah. I love the sound they get there too. And, and They've got a I'm good system. Sure, I'm pretty sure it's. Mousy or Mike, um, he does the promoting and stuff there for like a lot of the metal bands and shit. They go through there too. Oh, always, I don't really affiliate with promoters. Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> that's fair enough. But I mean, he 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 gets a lot of bands coming through there and stuff like that on the regular, and like, and he gives a lot of local guys um, uh, an avenue to play fairly regularly there as well and it's good sound good space and if you could rally enough people like you get solid mosh pit going sort of thing in that space it's such a big room though it is it's, it is yeah yeah, yeah. And it's I mean, tricky you, to get a rad mosh pit in a in an empty room very very open strange sort of yeah. setup but in saying that just i love the sound quality of that place too it's it's really good um but yeah going back to what i was saying before like um band stories tour stories um Oh, you want some? Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah, right. Do they get to the point where they can just be like, holy shit, I need to reevaluate my life and what I'm doing? Or is, do you just take it on the chin and just be like, it's a part of what I do? Uh, look, yeah, every day I reevaluate mm. what I'm doing and think, is this the right choice? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, you're putting in, and this is this comes up really, really often in flanship when things get hard or when mm. you have to – replace a band member or when something's not going very well or something's fallen down or we found a new hurdle. Mm. Um, you know, at the end of the day, we just want to sing some dick jokes. Yep. And yeah. that's always been the goal from day dot. And yep. it's so hard sometimes to to just sing some dick jokes. But you know what? Fuck it. It makes people happy. Mm. You know? And so it makes us happy. And so it's just important to keep every every business, every band, every sort of entity has a a goal right yeah. they have a they have an aim they've got a, a mission statement 
and ours is to sing dick jokes yep. um, and to just make people fucking laugh because, you know what, the world sucks sometimes and it's nice to have that release. And people sometimes use Blanche as a, a release. Like some people blame us for getting naked. They blame us for getting really drunk and I'm happy for that. Like lay yeah. the blame on because, you know what, you're letting your hair down and you wanted to do mm. it anyway but you've got a, a source to be able to do that. Um, Everybody around at the show it. is doing exactly what, what you're saying yeah, as well. Yeah, so you've absolutely. got that camaraderie. I mean, not everyone, but, you know. Yeah, some. but you've got most, you've got um, a fair amount of people there that are, even if they're not amongst it, they're just going to be like, this is what happens at the shows. Yeah, like, right. fucking A, this is Some sick. of my favourite ones. I don't think I've had too many bad ones that are coming to mind right now, but I've mm. had some, like, they're probably bad, but I find them funny. So one of the most memorable ones when you first asked was we were in Canberra. It was first one of the first times we've been to Canberra because yep. it's hard to, it's not hard to get to, it's just hard to book. It's hard to get people to show up. It's yeah. a difficult city and we find Sydney somewhat difficult unless we're on a festival bill as well. Yeah, Sydney's really. Sydney's getting Sydney better. of all places. Yeah, um, of all places. Sydney's got the strictest freaking oh, right. lockout well, laws of all. There you go. Um, like, but there's a, there's a few places now that we've been there a few more times and we've met some more people. But this place in Canberra, we're doing a festival thing um, and I was standing at the merch desk and this really drunk Canberran man comes up and he was trying to say that the reason why we were popular is because there was a girl in the band, uh, which is, you know, fair enough. But he was buying merch. Like he yeah. liked it. He yeah. just, and this is the thing that, you know, he thought he was given a compliment and some, yeah. some uh, you know, some advice. He was giving me some advice. Mm. You're popular because you've got a girl in the band. Good on you. You've, you've nailed it. You've nailed the formula. And so I said, oh, so if we had four girls, we'd be super popular. We'd be like four times more popular. It's yeah. like, no, 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 no. That'd be too many. Just one. <laughs> what? Just one. One's enough. But One's four, enough. No. Four. No, no, that's too many. You'll, oh, my you'll God. Ruin it. Uh, and I think standing next to me was the promoter who'd put it on. Mm. Um, and Jay from Frenzel, who was playing in Neptune Power Federation with his wife that night. And it was fucking so hilarious that we just sort of froze. <laughs> yeah, he's not nah, like it he's was, got the it was great. He's, he's, it was so good. He's leading on, he's like, oh women in the band, yeah. No, yeah. no, no that's too many though. That's too many. Uh, one's okay. That's too many. The oh, following guy went on bullshit. to say that um <laughs> Neptune Power Federation was ruining the music scene with their arty shit rock. Mm. Um, because you can't have art and rock and roll in the same in the same thing. So I don't know who this guy was. He paid to come to the show, so you know that's nice. And yeah. he wasn't saying it in a mean way. He was just telling us where where it was at. Yeah, from well, from his people's point of view. opinions <laughs> yeah. are one of my favorite things that I come across on tour. I don't have too many. You know, every now and then we'll hate a bouncer or you know get asked to leave or smash a couple of glasses or yeah, you know, but um it's the the opinions of people like that that sort of are the most memorable. Oh, they are for sure, yeah. Like it's not music related but my job involves dealing with a type of breed of people that you just you have to learn how to bite your tongue. Otherwise you could be ready to scrap on almost every day. Are there fights at your work? Um, there have been. Oh, sweet. Not, um, between Is that work cover? I don't know. That's totally um, it, work it, there cover. hasn't there hasn't been a fight at my joint um, since I've been there. Uh, I have heard of stories of the past back in the day of a couple of guys, uh, one of the old workers and a and one of the drivers. Um, the worker knew where the cameras were, so he was smart enough to go around to the the other side of the truck so they couldn't see him. Apparently, SMRT. 
<laughs> yeah, right. And um, yeah, they apparently got a they they just went went at it. Yeah, right. And, actually, um, you know, I've changed my stance. I don't think that's actually work cover. I think that's a felony. Yeah, no, the, um, they they got in each other's faces, and yeah. They, did you watch it? No, no. Oh. I was, I just heard the story. Like oh, that, that, that's right. that so was it never one happened. He's <laughs> trying to spice up your day job. <laughs> no, no, it did happen because my boss told me he was oh. like I had to do all the right. He's trying to spice it. up his day job. He too. could. He could. Oh, He's such a fiery place to work. Oh, dude. So lucky to be here. There's. <laughs> It's not no day that this joint is the same. There's always something different happening every day, which is probably the the one thing that makes the day go quicker and makes it you know interesting to be there. But fuck, it's hard work, you know, for the for the, for the money that I get. But anyway, um, we'll talk about money. We don't actually usually like we're lucky to break even on tours. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I, unless you're at that stage I think where yeah. you've got like a record company behind you and all uh, that sort no, of thing maybe or like is it we're different at, we're at a point where w- we can choose to lose money on something and yeah. not be personally out of pocket right um, okay. so we sort of have to play the the waiting game not as in waiting time but waiting as in way up how much it will how much it means to us to go there yeah and how much money we'll get for doing it yeah um and that's like we don't really care about uh you know marketing and, and mm. all that sort of stuff it's about what we want to do and where we want to play and who we want to play with and and a lot of the times we go into state explicitly because we want to watch other bands play yeah in their hometown and yeah, just be on yeah. the bill. other people's hometown crowds and stuff like that it's always cool yeah see what their vibes like when how they yeah. go because you'll you'll get the, the the bands coming up to brisbane and you know they'll have their spot usually before yeah. like the main like the, yeah. the local boys that'll probably headline it but and they come and they absorb your vibe and yeah. then you go and you absorb theirs and then you become a family and it's yeah lovely. exactly yeah. Yeah. that sounds shitty and pretentious but it's true. It's true. I love going to other cities where my friends play. Yeah, and going I, to their shows. It's like they're welcoming welcoming you in. I, I, it's, it's always nuts. great yeah, playing in a band or not. I mean, it's always great. It's always awesome to catch up with people that you don't regularly see. So, I mean, if you get that opportunity to be like, "Hey, we might not make a lot of money out of this, but we're going to be able to go see a bunch of friends and you know play music in a different state." Let's go do it. Yeah, yeah. Why not? It's, a, it's a holiday, but yeah, you're, you're playing. Yeah. <laughs> At least be suitable to play the songs in full and then get even more shit-faced afterwards. But, like, yeah, obviously you're there to go do one thing and that's play music. So make sure you can play well, that and then it. do whatever afterwards no, maybe. It's not, that's not the reason no. why we're there. It's kind of half-half. And we've talked about this a lot in Flange is what's, you know, what are we doing it for? We're not just there to make music and make money and, like, be the best yeah. band ever. We're there to uh, be a part of shit, you know. Yeah. We're there to party. As well, and it's kind of half half. So to be one of those people that can say I was there, sort of like I no, remember that story. Or no, no. If we're no. going to a show, we want to have a good time. We want to play some music, and yep. they're equal parts. It's important. Okay, yeah, no, I, I can respect that. That's, well, that's all. it's technically a hobby band. You know, yeah. it's not our job. If you're not having fun, fuck off. Yeah, well, I think. Yeah, no, I, I understand that. You've got to be able to enjoy it in order to keep on doing it. Yeah, so. when we first started, we were stoked to be on bills because we were going to go to the shows anyway, yeah. which meant then we just got to get in for free. Yeah. Right? We love playing music, that's a thing, and then to be able to go and not have to pay to get in and also get some free beers, it was actually really cool. <laughs> so many of the starting out bands would just be stoked, I'm sure. I'm I would still be one stoked. of those Yeah, I'd be one of those guys too. Free beer? Fuck yeah. <laughs> you know, I, it's so expensive now. 
I mean, I like, would, it's not technically free because you're performing and you're bringing people into their venue and they're making true. money from you. So it's kind of like being bulk billed is free. It's, it's like, no, no, no. Someone's it, paying for it. There's a catch. Yeah, yeah. It's just not you. You're getting a, you, you're getting this much money for playing tonight, and here's your allocation of free beer. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. No, that's that's understandable. I mean, they've got to make an earning too, and if they're giving you all the free piss, then how are they going to make the money? But even even then. It's 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 great it's great to see um, still smaller like not I wouldn't say smaller venues but a lot of the um, uh, there's still the regular venues that are going at the moment which is great like like Louis um, Fat Louis has been around for ages and Fat Louis to- can't die even if it wanted to no I know I mean you know what else will never die that fucking bar line. Where, where, sorry? At Fat Louis. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, yeah, God. yeah. Yeah, no, duh, sorry. Um, <laughs> it's like being at a no. festival. Yeah, oh, always. Except and you get half price drinks or quarter <laughs> price drinks, actually. Yeah, yeah. It, I just, it's such a, it's such, you just, you go in there and you just think, is this actually a fucking place? Like, it, it, I'm, am I allowed to drink alcohol here? Legend has it that you can still order chicken chippy trays behind the bar. Oh, <laughs> really? There's a kitchen there. I've seen chicken chippies come out before, oh, but I'm, I'm just not sure now. if they still do it. Yeah. Because I have walked past the inside of that section before. It doesn't look clean, but I'm sure you could still make some chicken chippies <laughs> if you really wanted. Hell yeah. Oh, I'm going to hit that up next time I go there. But yeah, like, you know, places like Fats has always been really good. Like with Chris. What's your favorite places to go in Brisbane to watch um, fans play? I, Fats is probably one of my favorites too, to be honest. Um, a lot of the bands that um, I got into early on were was was seen at fats as well. Tell um, me the scene at fats. Because I hate the word scene. Seen or watched. Watched it. Oh like scene. First. Like you're only talking about a scene. You're no, talking no, about no, no, not a some scene. Bands. Not okay. a scene. No, I, right. I, I, I've, like I've actually seen. watched okay. some beans. Uh, some beans. <laughs> I'm too hungry. Uh, um no, so yeah, I've, I've I've watched a lot of bands at Fats and I remember uh, when I first started going there, I think the second time I went to Fats, one of the first uh, one of the bands I saw there was a band called Dead Yet. They still they still pop up here and there as well. Um they were very thrashy at the time and I was still kind of like really influenced by metal. So when they came on when they were playing we I just wanted to, to mosh. We need to bring back metal punk mashups. Oh, so good. Yes. That used to be Every weekend yeah. about 15 years ago and then the scenes got big enough that they didn't need each other. No, but I no, think we should bring just, it back. They, they, they'd just be either one or the other sort of thing. Yeah. Um, sorry, a bit of distraction there. There was uh, a shit ton of water that just dripped out of an air conditioner. So just it honestly sounded like someone just decided to let themselves go. <laughs> A little bit of a distraction there, sorry. Um, so oh, look, I went to a Dick Lord show last night and I'm pretty oh, sure all the dude. women in the room did exactly what that air con just did when they started playing. <laughs> oh, I actually was I, I I was planning on going to that. Um, Excuse came, him, incoming. It, yeah, it came to the end of the day and I totally forgot about it. Just I had other shit come up and then I was like, I feel like I, there was something else I was supposed to be doing tonight. And then, yeah, I saw a fly come up, oh, like an, like another post about uh, Netherworld with uh, Dick Lord and Gutterbirds playing, and I was like, fuck, that's where I was supposed to be. They're both really fun bands. So this, Dick Lord are from Byron Bay, but they're singers from Melbourne. So the reason why they can't play that many shows is because they actually need to – and it's, it's, again, about that sort of thing where it might cost us money, but is it worth it? Yeah, you know, on the inside for all the warm fuzzies. So they sort of can't play shows that they don't get paid for. And as a result, they've got this sort of profile where 
you know, they've yeah. sort of gone, oh, we're not, we're not doing that because it's not worth it to us, which then automatically sort of steps them up that level. Yeah, yeah. Um, gutter birds are just wonderful and they've been covering flange songs since they started, which is the cutest yeah, thing yeah. in the whole world. Yeah, no kidding. I'm, um, I still don't think I've got – I think I've seen them once, which is really depressing. I really want to see them. Uh, I'd like to see them again. And that's why I was going to go last night, but then, yeah, fucking – it was, to be Straight honest over. with you, you couldn't see anything. Really? Yeah. I mean, you know, Netherworld's not known as a live venue. Yeah. Well, do you remember what, what it used to be called something before Netherworld? Um, the Underdog. Underdog. And before that, yeah. it was the Shamrock. Yeah. Yeah. And before that, I wasn't 18, so I can't remember what that one was called, but it was the Shamrock for a yeah, long time. Yeah. I, I remember it from the Underdog days. Goon Boys played there one time. I can't really remember what the setup was like, but afterwards we were uh, upstairs at the time or whatever and we were, like, getting drunk upstairs, like, where the smokers area was or some shit. And it was really, like, old school, like. Yeah, they used to do, mm. I think they did not a Dead of Winter but a similar kind of festival up yeah, there they a did. few times. They were great. And that stage upstairs I preferred a lot better. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's it's an old building and obviously they want to make money off it. So, yeah. you know, yeah. renting it out. Apparently it used to be a brothel up there. Oh, yeah, I got the uh, I got the walkthrough when um, Brisbane is before rich in Netherworld history, opened, and yeah, 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 they were sort of saying, "Oh, this used to be a brothel. That's why there's so many small rooms." Ah, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's yep. why nothing's usable. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, Fats is a good one for me. What about you? What What's your favorite venue to play? Trifford. Trifford. Yeah, I don't think I've actually been to the Trifford yet, but uh, I've been. It's- I've been I've been to most uh, Trifford's the one to me that sticks out of, as not going to. So what what's the place like? Like what what Trifford makes it so and good Crowbar to play? Trifford are probably my two. Yeah. Trifford I prefer because uh, the sound guys are really on point. Yeah, most of the time anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, the equipment's good. You've got enough space. The staff mm. care. Yeah. The, and it's a big room as well. So usually if you're playing at the Trifford, it's a good show. Mm. Or it's, you know, we've not we've not ever headlined there and we probably never will. Yeah. But it, you, if you can play at the Trifford, that you're playing to four to eight hundred people. You know what I mean? It's so good exposure, usually, yeah. yeah. So so it's the vibe, the hangar, the sound. Um it's I mean the hangar's a bit of a, a novelty. But um mm. but yeah, I don't know. I've just I've just I've had a great time there a bunch of times. Yeah. Um, I've had a great time at Crowbar a bunch of times. And I think I relate my experiences explicitly to that, even if things aren't, uh, you know, engineered the way that I would put them or if the sound system isn't exactly the way that I would prefer it or, yeah. you know, if I was too drunk to play yeah. and someone was mean to me because of it and I deserved it. You know what I mean? Like all those things I sort of – they don't really matter too much. It's whether or not you had a good time. Yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. if you're still being able to do what you want to do, it gives a shit what the yeah. others think. Like, are you happy at the end of the Like, I might have played bad, but I'm still doing exactly what I want to do. I'll work at it next time and I'll come back better. This yeah. is what I want to do. Fuck off. The zoo's yeah. pretty fun yeah. as well. I, I do I do like the zoo, although the last time I went there, it was hot as fuck. I remember that. Um, but I, do, uh, I saw the Bennies there one time. Um, that was, that was fucking good times. That was a good party, hearty time. Um, where else is it? So there's Crowbar. There, uh, is the Tivoli still doing shit now? Do you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it's a big venue. Yeah, it's a, yeah, very big venue. Yeah. So I, yeah, it gets, it sort of gets shows that the Trifford 
would do. Right. I don't know. I just seem to go to the Triffid a lot more than I go to the Tiv. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that's what I was. That's why I was leading to that was because it, it's been a while since I've actually seen a band uh, when they announce a tour or whatever. Like the Tivoli venue. Like just haven't the seen a pop up. The higher is high. The higher fee for the Tiv is quite high. Is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. So you kind of need to have a guaranteed X amount of tickets that you know yep. you're gonna sell. Before you look at sort of putting something on there. So if someone has a wedding at the Tivoli, you know they have fucking money. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> Fuck. That's a Well, lot. the Princess Theatre as well. I went to a wedding at the Princess Theatre. That would be yeah. great for shows, but Dude, who's going to hire it that? it used out? to be. It yeah. Used, I used to go there all the time, all the time back in the day from like. What was I, your favourite venue from back in the day? Princess Theatre. Yeah, right. It was, yeah, because the stage was right there. There's no barricade. They're up, so yeah. you've, you've got them standing over you sort of thing. I mean, it's not an issue or anything like that. It just has that presence to it. They're on a stage. And you could usually fit about three, 400 people in there, and it just had that really old school sort of like yeah. vibe to the place as well. Saw heaps of bands there. Um, I saw Parkway there back in the day. Um, Who won an Aria? Yeah, was it? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. did. They just, yeah, I, they did just win an Aria. Is that Aria even an accolade year. anymore? I don't know. I think it's <laughs> it's probably a, you've got a better chance um, of getting stabbed by the fucking thing than you do getting anything beneficial out of a fucking statue from the Arias or whatever. Yeah, right. I swear. Did you ever uh, watch Lindsay uh, deliver the? Um, oh, who was it? There was this. Uh, you know what? Ignore. Ignore, Ignore I can't remember it. what they're called. No, there was, a, there was we'll a band that um, refused to go. I was thinking about it this morning. I can't remember. Can't believe I've forgotten their name. Um, they won an aria for best heavy act. Yeah. and refused to go. And they got someone else to read their speech out, saying, you know, thanks for this, but we're busy working at our day jobs because there's no monetary value to this, <laughs> and there's no, it's not actually going to change anything Ooh, that happens from this moment on. Yeah, uh, it's fantastic. If you, go, I remember, um, Lindsay McDougall was giving the speech. Um, I've been really friends with Heavy to, too. Yeah. Friends with Heavy today. Um, but yeah, uh, he- oh, Heavy Heavy Roller. No, not Heavy Roller. Something similar. Yep, yep. Uh, anyway. We'll work it out. If yeah. someone can help us with it, if we can't uh, work it out in that time frame, let us know. I'll think Get of it as soon it. as I leave. Yeah, that'll, oh, doesn't that always happen though? Shit. Um, yeah, so Parkway Drive at the Princess Theatre for me was now knowing how big they are and stuff like that, you just think back and it's like – them and their roots playing from Byron at the fucking high school on mm. the regular, you know. Getting, That's right, because they were surfing boys, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, all yeah. of them, yeah. They, I think they started in like 2002 or 2003 or some shit like that and now they've got to bolt down the fucking Parkway Drive sign in Byron or some shit like that or they, yeah. either they got rid of it or they just they reinforce it. it or something. I yeah, don't know, but everybody right. just used to steal the sign. Yeah. Everybody stole the sign. I'm pretty sure yeah. it was those guys who ruined my Wednesday night $5 jogs when I was at uni. We used really? to go to a bar in the city that was underground and I can't remember what bar it was. Um, and, yeah, 5 buck jogs every Wednesday for uni mm. students. And I remember going there one night and we couldn't get in because it's fucking band was playing ruined our nights like my regular wednesdays what yeah, the right. fuck it was all we had you know yeah so you got oh, 80 of course you're gonna build up a rage towards night. that yeah. you fucked with my night yeah jesus you gotta yeah. work all weekend because you spend all week at uni yeah and so you got like you a wednesday that, night yeah you need that vent you need yeah. that you need that uh relaxation for once yeah park yeah so princess theater for me i i who who else did I see? There was Parkway Drive. I'd seen there. There was Caliban. They're a, like a metalcore band from Germany that came and played there as well. The, real small crowd that came, which was a bit on like a bit of a bummer 
because they deserve so much better than that. But that was so good. That was one of my favorite. That was the first time I'd ever been in a wall of death. Ah, um, nice. <laughs> yeah, and there was like a hundred people at the show too. So I was expecting a full he- uh, full crowd. Hurt? Oh, I got wrecked. Yeah, I, got, nice. I got sandwiched between this like fat dude and well, like. I mean, you don't some, go into wall some, of death thinking you're going to come out okay. Oh, you, you, I'm thinking oh, the whole time when I'm there, I'm just like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm doing this. I can't believe I'm doing it. And then as soon as it happens, and they're like, oh, I go straight in, and I'm like, oh my god, why did I do this? I just get crushed. Damn. Yeah, and afterwards I'm like. Oh, you ever been hit by a fight dancer? Yes, I've been concussed by one before. Yeah, yeah. right. I hate. I, hate is a very strong word. I really dislike that whole HXC fight dancing bullshit. Mainly because I've been knocked out by it. It's because it. you can't do it, isn't it? That too. They're that really, too. really okay. So usually what happens, and my main experience from this, my first experience mm. anyway, was a little place down the Gold Coast that's been closed for years called mm. Shed 5, and we used to go down and I've play. I've been there before, yeah. yeah it's yeah, just the play. shed, like, yeah. I mean, they built it up and they put a stage yeah, in yeah, and they had was, some sound and all that sort of stuff. It yep. did, what, did what it needed to do. We had a rad time down there. Mm. Uh, and they eventually opened it up to – so it was basically just guys who owned a scaffolding business, yeah. uh, put a stage in and put some punk bands on it every weekend and we'd get fucked up and have a good yeah. time. And it grew and grew and grew and it was fantastic and we were on, our, we were on security and mm. all that sort of stuff. Uh, and they opened it up to all-ages shows – which then opened it up to a new demographic of people who didn't respect the space as much. Um, but I remember being there once. I'd had a huge night and they asked me to stay again to help them out with the All Ages show the next day. Yep. And there would have been about two or 300 kids in this tiny little shed and they were fight dancing and I was sitting on the bar because no one no one could get anything from the bar because it was All Ages. We weren't allowed to give them anything. Yeah. I mean, obviously I had a you know beer or a bourbon or whatever in my hand. <laughs> Not that they'd know. Just fuck them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they were just not hitting each other. They were so close together. There were so many of them dancing so violently and they just knew where each other was. I wish and, that was the case when I got oh, here. Well, you know, maybe you need to do it at a straight edge show and not at a at a everyone's fuck-faced show and I, you get less kink. Oh, were you drunk? Did you walk into it? Because these kids were immaculate. I, I was really impressed. I saw it. I saw it. Like I knew what was going on and I, I, I walked into it, but it wasn't like I didn't see it coming. Like it wasn't an, yeah, like, it, it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't just like, oh shit, he got caught walking through the pit. Like I like was on the were, edge of it. You were up for it. I was, I was up for it sort of thing, but like I wasn't planning on doing the fight dancing. And then just out of nowhere, some guy, like I'm standing on the edge of it to the side. The edge is the worst. The edge is the worst place to be. You're better off being in the middle. Because it was at Club 299 when I saw it for the first, like when I saw it there when it happened. Oh, man, seedy as fuck that place. Um, Yeah, so I'm on like the edge of it and the lighting's not the greatest in there too. So I couldn't see that well from my right side. And lo and behold, that's where I got kicked. Some guy got pushed over to the side of the pit and I pushed him back out. And he's done a fucking like spinning kick or some shit. And he's caught me right across the jaw. And like I hit the ground and stuff. I wasn't so – my eyes didn't roll back or anything. But like I just remember seeing like real bright white light, all yeah, that crap. Right. Didn't know where I was. And I was like, what the fuck happened? And he's like, oh, sorry, man, I kicked you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Shit, no wonder why my jaw sore. Okay, cool. I'm going to go outside for a minute. Yeah, right. Can't By go, myself. Yeah, yeah. Can't <laughs> go outside because it's an under. I'm under eighteen uh, at the yeah, time. Right. I'm pretty sure. 
so I can't go outside too. They're like, no, no, no. Did no, they have no water at your gig? Because the they gig did, that yeah. I was at, there was no water and no cups. That's a so bit rich. What, what what I ended up doing was I ran down to the end of the industrial lot, and mm. there was this uh, industrial bin, and I jumped in it. Uh, and there happened to be uh, a plastic bag filled with uh, like little mini salad containers or yep. something in there. So a local restaurant had just chucked excess stock in a bin. Yeah. Uh, and so I ended up bringing it back to Shed 5 and, and, and filling it up with tap water to give to these kids because they had no water. Like they just That's, didn't think ahead at all. That is pretty pretty poor form to not actually have something as simple and as easy to attain as water. Uh, in, yeah. Well, not, not easy yeah, per yeah. se. But you should have water. You should yeah. have water. It was Shed 5. I don't, yeah. No one knew what anyone was doing. No. Yeah, that, that that's fair enough. I, I, I meant to say before as well that I've been, I've been to Shed 5 as well too. There were two um, Shed 5s. So was there? There was the one, uh, the original one, and then the second one that the Gold Coast City Council shut down. That's probably the one I might be thinking of. Was it like by the water or something, and or by by a bridge or something like that? And it was like this, just a giant shed. Nah. Oh, no, nah. So it wasn't that one. That could have been the third one. That there's a third one. I didn't go to the third one. It was actually just Ryan Keys's house. Shed. <laughs> no, sorry, Expressive Showgrounds. Oh yeah, yeah no, that's no. different again. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know the one. Uh, yeah, I've been yeah. to that one. Sorry. No, that's different again. I I, I got them mixed up because I thought. That's what it used to be called, or mm. it got its name changed. But yeah, nah, that expressive was way grounds nicer. down the gold, gold yeah, down the yeah. Gold Coast. I mean, well, I don't know about much nicer per se. It was just a giant shed as well, and I've only been there once. And the first time, uh, the only time I went there, I saw Whitechapel play there of all bands and Psychroptic with Discord and a couple of other like opening bands. I'm pretty sure as well. But just the fact that I saw, you know, one of one of the metal scenes like bigger bands and, and with Psychroptic too, as big as they are as well, especially overseas, like just to watch them with another 50, 60 people maybe, not even that, at a fucking shed down the Gold Coast. No, nah, they're the best and that's where you can but tell. Yeah, no, it was. It was yeah. so good. It was one of my favourite shows and – that's all you need. Like these like, bigger bands and stuff like that, they've, they can play to thousands and thousands of people and stuff like that. They're amazing to watch, but you'll still get the same experience with 60 people. You we know? played with Death by Stereo in Lismore and I think we had like four payers or something. Seriously? They put it on a Wednesday night or something silly and it was shortly after, or not shortly after, but I don't know, about six or 12 months after Lismore had been flooded. So the oh, pub still wasn't right. really a hundred percent, which is yeah, fine. Every, but, um, everybody's kind of yeah, just like it was shit. just just a bunch of things that probably didn't go well. And you know what? They put on such a good show. This the the best. Day. I love mm. Death by Stereo. By yeah. The way. Uh, but yeah, same thing. Like probably less people, but international band who are amazing and played like they were yeah, a thousand people. There. They are. They are. Yeah. Honestly. I, I think, yeah, some of the best shows that you can see are at, at stuff like that where you just – because originally that show with Whitechapel was supposed to happen of all places at the Logan Entertainment Centre. In, Logan! Yeah, of all places. like And it got moved literally the day before down to Expressive for some reason. It might have been not enough ticket sales or whatever or something, but it was real last minute and real like – I wouldn't say dodgy, but it was like you, you're bringing over like some pretty 
the high profile bands and stuff like that, you kind of want to have a venue ready. Or what was at it? Least, the Logan Entertainment Center. Yeah, yeah, just um, Kingston Woodridge or whatever, just just around there. Like of all of all the venues, it's the only time I've ever seen like a big band of that nature ever have an advertisement to be playing at the <laughs> Logan yeah, Entertainment right. Center. It's fucking weird. Like even when I saw them announce the lineup, I'm like, really? Is that where it's going to be? Fuck it, I'll buy a ticket still anyway, but I don't think it's going to happen. Lo and behold, a day before, my mate who I went down there with was like, oh, shit, dude, did you see? I'm like, no, what? Oh, they changed the venue. Oh, where are we going to go? Down at the coast. Fuck! Really? Oh, Terrible. Some of, my, some of my favorite shows are in sheds. One of my favorite ones, the first one of the first times I saw the Bennys, actually, it might have been the first time, they were playing with Smith Street Band and a local band who don't play anymore, um... And they were playing at Albion, which is a walk away from my house. Yeah. Sun, Sun Distortion Studios. Yeah, Sun, yeah, yeah, I know that one. Um, In the break. Uh, I can't remember what the other band was. But, yeah, no, it was really good. And that was before they both got big. And it was just a fantastic show. And I think we need to sort of open up our minds a little bit to going to those shows because you never know when the next time you see that band, it's going to be 50 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know? Oh, um, I think, oh, if Benny's go the way they, they're, they're going at the moment too. If they keep playing to bigger and bigger shows and stuff, they could probably be like that as well. Like uh, Benny's are fantastic. I got to, um, I was playing bass with the cutaways, uh, last year, this year. Yeah. And they, yeah, they, were touring with the Bennies for their one of their album tours. Yeah. Uh, so I went down to Melbourne for those ones. And it's just so nice to hang out with the Bennies and see how they do it. It's kind of where you look at someone who's doing well and see what they're doing and then realize what you're not doing and then realize you don't have the capacity, <laughs> the capacity <laughs> to do it. Like, shit, I like, I like uh, doing it. I really want to do that. Yep. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, can't do it. Not, not motivated enough. I'm just going to watch you guys do it. That'll be enough for a moment. We'll, we'll, we'll support you. We'll do all that. No, I, I, I get that. That's cool. Um, I think we might uh, have a bit of a stretch um, and we might have one of your songs go on now. Um, I think we're going to go with fuck you and your stupid party for this one. Um, why don't you let us know a little bit about the song? Cause I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory by the sounds of it. Um, it is. Okay. So basically what happened was a friend of mine, um, broke up with her boyfriend, but not in a nice way. So she kind of cheated on him a little bit. Yeah. Um, Everything got sorted, you know. It was within our social circle. Yep. Uh, and so then somebody else was having a party and had invited her ex-partner, but then as a result couldn't invite her. Right. Uh, and she, would, like, got really upset about it. Yeah. <laughs> so this is me imagining what she was going through oh, at that okay. point in time, like just sitting at home being real angry, just, like, fucking masturbating furiously and eating, like, just pizzas and just, you know, fuck you, I'm going to eat a 200-gram block of cheese because I fucking fuck love I cheese. Right now, yeah. I'm going to masturbate with that fucking cheese. Like, I love cheese. I don't know. She She's a vegan, so she probably doesn't like cheese very you much. Get, so it's kind of integrated with, cheese. you know. Right? Maybe she, maybe yeah, she uses so, cheese instead. Yeah, but she was super, super. And it's so trivial. It's yeah. so trivial, but she got so upset. Yeah. It's, <laughs> um, it, it happens though, man. When, when it, yeah. someone, you know, you just, you get that attachment and you've, 
that that ang- anxious feeling of like oh, I don't want to deal with that crap, and then you can't go to it because they're there. Or oh no, know, she wasn't invited. Or, or, you're not invited that because you're not the together thing. anymore. I mean, like, she probably fuck. wouldn't have gone. It was not yeah. getting the invite. You know, that's you know, what, you know what yeah, that's like. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I dude, didn't get that fucking crushing. invite. Fuck you. It's crushing. Yeah. <laughs> Whoop. So, sorry, I'm leaning on the mic too much. Um, yeah, no, it's a crushing feeling, isn't it? Yeah, like you, no, it's a feeling where you realize you got to pull your head out of your ass. Yeah. Really. I mean, you feel crushed. It's like grief. And you've yeah. got seven stages. The last one is like, nah, pull your head out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've seen the light. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to have this one in. Uh, fuck you and your stupid party. It is fun to throw a tantrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a tantrum song. A tantrum song. Even better. If you've got a tantrum right now, go and Excited, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been up since five. It's I had a been big a, piss. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Well, no one's gonna know about that one. Um. And yeah, no, I'm a real fan of that song. Uh, fuck you and your stupid party. That's the one that we just heard. Then. Um. We'll get into a little bit of uh your writing habits, jamming, recording, all that jazz. When you guys um. When did you guys sit down and go? All right, cool. Let's let's jam out uh, a new record. What what can we do? Better yet, just in general, when you guys want to write new music, do you feel it more so when you sit down and write, or if something comes up and you want to, and you just have that spon- spontaneous idea that you want to do it, sort of thing, or do you have a structure behind uh, writing, or all of the above? All so of the above. a lot of the earlier stuff was just. 
uh, songs that I'd written that I brought to the band that everybody played along with. Yeah. Uh, and added the extra bits too, and then we sort of chopped and changed uh, every now and then. Yeah. Uh, as the band went on, we sort of chopped and changed a little bit more and workshopped a little bit more. Mm-hmm. This latest album, uh, Always the Bridesmaid, we ended up doing a little bit of a timeline structure. So we wanted to kind release like a it. concept sort Well, of we thing, wanted or? to release it at a certain date. We were ah, still really okay. busy. We were gigging a lot. We were touring a lot still from the, from the last EP. I say that like we're, you know, touring the world. We're yeah. not. We're playing to our friends in Melbourne, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, yeah. But it's still busy. And so I wanted to have it recorded by a certain date and then do it. One of the reasons we did that is because the drummer needed to um, have some heart surgery. Uh, so That's John, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wanted to sort of, I mean, we wanted to sort of get it out by a certain date before then, but then we sort of found out about that along the way and had to get all the touring booked in by a certain date as well. So mm-hmm. That was done for the first time ever in two parts, that album. So we recorded uh, we the, that writing we did from probably about June mm-hmm. last year and we had to record in September. Okay. So we just had to write a few songs. Uh, so it was basically every week we'd rack up, rock up to practice and say who's got a riff, yeah, who's got an idea, who's got some right. anything. Sort uh, of like and, piece it together. Yeah, and it was really nice. It was the first time we'd actually done that. It was the first time it was really collaborative. Yeah. Uh, and so we got a f- bunch of songs in there and then recorded them uh, down at the shed that's not there anymore, down in uh, uh, Albion. Then we okay, did it yeah. again a second time. So we did five songs and then seven songs. Yeah. So we did a recording in September and then another recording in, I think, November yeah. last year and then ended up getting them all mixed and mastered and having it released in, I think, March this year. Yeah. And then toured it through till uh, this the very, very last show for John was the 7th of July, which was his heart surgery was shortly after that, which yep. they ended up postponing a little bit anyway. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, so he's had that done and he's good, but um, unfortunately he's sort of not in a position where he can come back. So yep. it's sort of, you know, two steps forward, two steps back with that kind of thing. And yeah, it's, it makes it – it does yeah. make it hard, yeah. I mean, but I'm glad that he's okay. Oh, for sure. And I think yeah. when I was a little bit younger – I was more focused on just making music and a bit tunnel visioned and just wanting to play and yep. if you can't do it, I'll get someone else in yep. um, sort of thing. Not not quite as bad as that, but uh, I don't really care about that sort of stuff anymore. I actually just want to play and if you want to play and you can, then let's play. Yep. Uh, and that's kind of the philosophy behind it. But the writing itself, this for that album in particular, was the most collaborative we've ever done. Yep. And we're sort of trialling it out again for this next one. It's yeah, it's hit and miss. It's kind of hit and miss. So I think this time, what I will do that I didn't do last time was throw away more ideas right. and not give it a timeline. So right. I think I'll actually give us a lot more time to do it. I'm not going to restrict us with this is when I want it released. Mm-hmm. This is when we're going to tour. Blah blah blah. Because we don't have really that time restriction. It's nice to have that. Yep. Uh, because it makes you creative and yeah. it makes you have to work together. But. It's also nice to come up with the best you can. Yeah. And sometimes you need more time to do that. So I think that's what we're going to go with this time around. So do do you have the most control of Flange Panties being the original member in that sense or like uh, obviously you're saying like you make you're being more laid not back. Not really. No, I don't like to think of it that way. Yeah. But essentially if I really didn't want to do something we wouldn't do it. Yeah. 
And if I really wanted to do something, we'd do it. So yeah, sure. yes, but I don't want to admit that it's a yes, <laughs> if that yeah. makes sense. No, 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 that makes, that makes perfect yeah. sense. Obviously, I mean, like, like, like you said earlier, you are a, you are the only original member, so I mean that's that, sad when you say it like that, but it's true. Well, it, shit happens, you know. Like in, in any regard, I've driven all of my friends away. <laughs> I know what you're saying, but it's still, cool. I was there. But, but still, Flange is still there, though. In that in that regard, mm. and let me tell you about a spectacular breakup situation that we had. Oh, go on. When a shit. member left, I'll Let's be go. really quick. All yep. right, so. We were playing some songs for the Tributorama, uh, which used to be an annual 4ZZZ fundraising event yep. where bands would get together and they'd learn a bunch of songs from one band and you'd play them probably half the set and the other half of the set would be your originals. So we were learning b 52 songs because B-52s are fucking awesome. Yeah. And the drummer cracked the shits halfway through practice and – did a huge Madonna moment and just fucking walked out and didn't tell everyone to go fuck themselves but might as well have and just stormed yeah. out. So the thing about that is that he was my housemate and oh. I used to drive him and his gear to and from practice every time. So when he stormed out, it was like, come on, Jody, let's go. It's like, uh, no, I'm going to stay <laughs> because we need to debrief. We need to figure out what we're going to do as a band. Clearly you're not going to be a part of it. He's yeah. like, oh, okay, I'll just, I'll just go by myself then. Fuck. Walked off, came back like, I don't know, a minute or two later yep. and asked everyone for money for the train. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. Didn't have Has enough money moment? to get oh, home. Oh, I can't get home now from you Fox. Can you give me money? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, Jeez. you know, everyone sort of put their hands in their pockets and gave him enough. Yeah. Fucking change to be able to get home. And I packed his drum kit down and I took it home for him. But yep. it was pretty surreal. That was, that was, I think that's my favorite. I can't play in the band anymore moment. Yep. It was like, no. <laughs> Nine. Ski guys and going home. Yeah. Oh, that's. <laughs> <laughs> just the fact that he's come back and like, oh yeah, I, like, I yeah. can't. But I, I mean, can't actually get yeah, home. I hope he's. I hope he's okay. Yeah. I hope he's doing well. Main, he's, he's living with his parents now, so yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, that's the main thing that you gotta gotta focus on. Is yeah. that if you're alright at the end of the day? I mean, yeah, you have Madonna moments, sure. Great drummer though. Yeah, like, such a good drummer yeah. that. I think he was able to get away with a lot of that sort of behavior in the past. Yeah. Just but yeah, brilliant drummer, brilliant drummer. Just yeah, that yeah. moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's it just like you said, just the fact that he came back for the for asking the for money to get home. Yeah, change. Just, it was oh, yeah. That's that's got me. I tell you. Um, so who came up? I, I've been I've been wanting to ask you this for the last couple of couple of weeks. Actually, um, who who came up with Poon Lagoon? Who came up with who? Who wrote that? Oh, who, I did. You wrote like all of it. Or? Yeah. So Poon Lagoon, the phrase. A friend of mine's a school teacher. Yeah. And there were a couple of boys in her class who were about fifteen or sixteen, and they used to reference going to the Poon Lagoon uh, <laughs> when they were going to go and spend some time with young girls. Right. Um, oh. But these particular guys wouldn't actually ever hook up with girls. They'd actually just go home and study and and play video games and do they do just normal nice teenagers normal do, do yeah. teenage things they wouldn't actually try and like finger girls that we actually just <laughs> yeah. but they referenced Poon Lagoon and she thought it was the best thing ever and demanded that we write a song about yep. it um and so then we got the gutter birds on board and uh yeah so that explains that's the next part that I was going to ask was the vibe of the song like the the way it's written the sound of it is 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 a very different approach to what you guys normally do 
Uh, um, I write a, a variation of songs. Like I write a wide range of things. I just, you know, that's not a flange song. That's not a flange song. That's right. not a flange song. But because of its content yeah. and because, you know, we just kind of do whatever the fuck we want. I, sh- I shouldn't say so that it's not something that you guys normally do. More so it's just like I'm not used to hearing you guys play that sort of stuff. So it was yeah, really, it's one, it was slow. a nice change. Yeah. And two, it was fucking crack up as a song too. <laughs> I fucking love the lyrics of it too. So, I mean, if you guys, um, obviously, if you have Spotify, you would, you're listening to us. Um, Flange is on Spotify as well. And if you want to go check that one out, that's that's one of my favorite bangers at the moment just because I really like chill, vibey songs like that that just make you want to just sit back and have a frosty mm, and just, you know. Dive into poon. Fucking dive right into it, why not, you know, <laughs> with, with a cold one as well while you're at it, you know. And in, in going back to the writing stages and stuff, like when, when, you, when you presented the song to the other guys, what was their impression of it? they were all over it that that's what they they were they were keen to do it like that's yeah well I think we spoke about it before we did it Josh is into a lot of sort of surfy stuff and there's a bunch of garagey tones and Mm -hmm. genres that are encapsulated within that that I don't really know or understand but he sort of said that he wanted to play that kind of thing at some point uh, and yeah. so that worked in as well with trying to pick. That's that's why his solo sounds the way that it does. Is that's that's how that music sort of yeah. sounds. So we tried to vibe in a little bit with yeah. that when I brought it. I don't think it was in three four when we first started. I think it was in four four, um, and then we kicked it back to to three four to try and yeah vibe it off and get that, yeah. that yeah. sort of surfy sort of. It doesn't sound surfy, but you know, but it like relaxed. Yeah, yeah. I, I, oh, I love that sort of stuff as well. It's great. Do you, do you see yourself doing this for like you've got your day job, obviously, but yeah. do you see yourself playing shows like this for the rest of your life, or do you think there's going to be a point where you're just like, I've had my fun, I want to do, I want to well, settle down? I mean, or- herein lies the difference between what we do mm. and what bands who are popular do. So yeah. those popular bands who. Uh, have a team behind them, they've got publicists, they tour heavily, they're together for like anywhere between two to seven years and then they don't do it ever again. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're high profile, great bands, tour heaps, and then they just, and that's Drop it, and that's the, the life of the band. Earth, yeah. Flange has never been that. Yeah. Flange has been more of a, we're just going to play. And that's why we've had so many lineup changes as well. A lot of those bands, when someone changes, they might replace them or they might just go, oh, that's it. Yeah. You know, um, it's, it's had its run. So I think that, yeah, I think that Flange will keep going for a while. Yeah. Until, I mean, unless I die. <laughs> let's, um, let's, let's hope that yeah. does not or happen Or until it stops soon. becoming fun, yeah. you know, and that's what I mean. It's like half music, it's half fun. Yeah. yeah we're, we're there to sort of have a party. You've, so. you've got to, yeah, if, you, if you're not in it, if, you, if your heart's not in it, like from the get-go as well, like yeah. it's going to make it that much harder to motivate yourself to want to do it and in particular to even enjoy something that you normally would enjoy, which yeah. which can make it insanely difficult. So I can understand that aspect to it too. So, But you were right as well. Like I, I never really think into it too much. Like, you know, when the bands get really big and they get all that sort of shit behind them, a lot of the guys around now that want to get themselves out there, they never get that straight off the bat to make them – 
get there. Obviously. No one ever gets it straight off the bat. You need to no. really know the right people and, yeah. and be in it for the music business. And we've never been about that. Yeah. Ever. And so that's the difference between the two. And that's probably why we'll be around for longer. We won't be as successful, but we'll definitely, you know, and, and I see like people come up to us and just say, oh, thank you. You know, yeah. I love it. Thank you for doing what you do because they see that. There's no monetary value in it, but we love it and we just want people to have what we enjoy. Have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a lot of a lot of guys, not a lot of guys, a lot of bands do try to portray that, but it's kind of it, it can come across as very not fake, but very forcefully mm. put. Like that's what they want to do. Yeah. But it's not really what and they want to do. And it can come down to other little decisions. Like mm. when the G20 was on, uh, Camby Newman was offering like 500 bucks or a thousand bucks or something to play uh, a show on, on the weekend nights of the G20. Mm. And we refuse. Like, I don't want to be a part of that. I want to be funded by that government. Yeah. But other bands said yes. Yeah. Uh, and so I guess there's a difference in that, you know, yeah, that's, that would have been a good monetary gig to take. Like, mm. we would have been a thousand bucks in the green. But at the same time, what's worth us more than a thousand dollars. I don't want to put yeah. my name next to anything that's got his fucking name next to it. You know what I mean? And yeah. I guess because yeah. it's not a business, because we're not doing that. Yeah. There's a lot more freedom and a lot more, a, a lot less cognitive dissonance. There was no, in that instance, there was no pressure whatsoever to say fuck off. I don't want to be a part of it. Whereas if you had those people behind you and contract obligations yeah. and all that bullshit, you'd yeah. probably have to say yes. Even people though, saying yes and no to gigs for you before you even find out yeah, that that was yeah. a thing that and, someone wanted you to play. Yeah. And then you've got to try and psych yourself up to do a show that you don't want to do. Like fuck that. <laughs> like what do you? Ugh, I I couldn't imagine. I mean, myself. I understand. Why why the, they did it, but yeah. it's not something I could do. Man, f- f- all credit to you as well. Like that that's you sticking to your guns. and It's not. To- it's exactly why the nice guys finished last. <laughs> well, I mean, at the end of the day, though, did you feel whether or not you had the coin, though? You oh, felt- look, I'm still questioning whether or not I should have <laughs> taken that $1,000. <laughs> yeah, I suppose this day and age as well, you need the money as fucking yeah. getting out of control. Especially so. if the way that you make it is by selling a 20-buck T-shirt, you know. Mm. It's a lot of 20-buck T-shirts that you need to sell. Yeah, but people is. see that and that's why a lot of our income comes from merch. Yeah. Because people know that we're in it for the ground-level reasons. Yeah, and yeah. You, you guys are going to bring out shirts because, you know, your friends. We're getting, and- we're getting 100 bucks for the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you know that – from that as well, that your fans are, are, are going to realise that, hey, most of the money that we put into it is going to go back into giving it to you guys again in, in different oh, ways. Oh, all of it does. We don't you actually know. take any of that, Ben. Oh, except for the other night when we were playing on the boat cruise and the FPOS uh, died and oh, we couldn't use that FPOS no. card. So then that's the only time yeah. that we've used Flange Penny's money to buy booze. Yeah, well, but mean, it was 100 bucks, and, you know, we've got a 10-year record of never doing that. So yeah. that's not too bad. Once in a... Fucking very blue moon. Yeah. Sure, why not? Yeah. I mean, of all things, a fucking FPOS machine breaks on a boat. Yeah, and right. What the fuck? <laughs> they, they, do they not have anything else to yeah. have a backup for that? Shit. Well, uh, yeah, well, we'd accidentally <laughs> blown up the um, uh, generator. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't us. It was some, you know, it was, yeah, it was a person. Uh, 
Or overloading it or? Yeah, like, just too ooh. many active speakers turned oh. on all at once, just blew it. Just Actually, I just get... contact them, find out if it's okay. We said <laughs> we're going to do a fundraiser boat cruise to try and make the money for them to buy a new one, but it's like nine grand. So, Oh, my God, that's so much oh, money. We'll still do it. We'll still do it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously. I'm sure we can put together like a goodies bag of like, I don't know, a satchel of honey and like a 20 buck fucking little bag of weed. And, you know, <laughs> Hopefully this will help Single for the time cigarette. <laughs> Welcome uh, to the boat. Here's oh, your here's your party bag. Oh wow, that on that would be right? a great if 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 you guys had like a proper like a, a boat cruise to yourself, and that's what we got all got when we got on the fucking boat. I'd be happy with that. I wouldn't even like not a dig. I wouldn't even give two shits the fact that you guys are playing. Just the fact that I got oh, a thanks, goodie bag, man. a goodie bag from you guys <laughs> just for being on the boat and shit. Like, yeah. and it's got all that stuff. I'm like, really? Fuck yeah! Like. Hit it up and then music's going. Oh, fuck it'd yeah. kind of be covered in the cost of the ticket. But yeah, like yeah. those sort of things would. Yeah, yeah that that that's exactly they care. right. Yeah, they it's, know it's, I it's like weed and honey and cigarettes. It's a different. It's a different level of uh, showing appreciation rather mm. than just going here's a free sticker or here's a free t-shirt. Change it up, make it a little interesting. That way, people when when they see you next, be like, "Hey, the last time I saw you, you guys gave me that fucking really weird gift bag or whatever, like for your show, instead of just like handing out stickers and shit." I once came across a girl outside Crowbar who showed me a picture of a framed seven inch of flange, which was rad. Really, but in the same frame was um, like a pick that I'd given her that yeah. I used. Cool, not too weird. Yeah, um, and a used cigarette butt. I was uh, waiting for you to say like one of your bras or something. No, my bras are $50 now. I can't wear the $5 bras anymore. <laughs> oh, what happened to them? Oh, my boobs got too big. Oh, spewing. Yeah, you can't Fuck. fit into the cheap bras when you're a double D. They're not even that great. They're just fucking too big to fit into the Kmart bras now. So oh, I can't get my Kmart. bras anyway. Stick up, uh, your, Pick up your game, Kmart, man. To other man. people because they're, yeah, they're like 50 bucks. It sucks. Yeah, okay. It's like, huh. oh, my undies are like $20. Fuck off. <laughs> Well, it, fucking cigarettes are getting that way too as well. So, like, the fact that she's got that in there as well, that years down the track, that yeah. might have some value to it. Not weird at all. No. but Well, yeah. Yeah, it still is weird. She let's, was let's lovely. She away. was lovely. It's yeah. a kind of – it's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. Should I be worried? Like, at what point? <laughs> are you coming to another show? Should I watch you? Should I have someone watch you? No, you're lovely. It's all good. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. We're sweet. So you get those sort of kind of sketchy moments where you kind of like second guess yourself thinking that person's crazy or that person's doing this and that. Yeah. Does it also in going on with that to make it a little broader, like the ups and downs in the scene, like do you deal like when you have those sort of things that could potentially happen? How do you cope with that sort of thing? Like what's at that point in time, people around you that see it might see you just blow it off and be like, ha ha fucking whatever. But then you get home and you're just like, holy fuck, someone picked up a cigarette butt and put it in a frame. Uh, I'm actually you know, more like, worried for that person that I am stoked for me, yeah. to be honest. Um, the ups and downs are very – unique. Mm. So it's not necessarily uh, we had a great show, someone gave us a great compliment mm. um, and the downs aren't necessarily, oh, the car's broken down, that's going to cost a $1,000 to fix. The ups are sometimes uh, someone asked me 
a, a girl in school was doing a like a soiree thing for her yep. music class and she needed the tabs for one of our songs. Okay. That's a huge up for me. Like that's yeah, one wanna, of my they, ups. Yeah, yeah. They, they want to play your own yeah, music. Someone's yeah, someone's saying, oh, I've started taking singing lessons because you inspired me. That's a fucking huge up. Oh, dude. You know? Isn't it? Yeah, um, for sure. The downs are when... It's kind of a similar thing where someone, you know, thinks you're a joke, which we are a joke, but they're negative about it or they can't see any merit whatsoever in what you're doing and they're a fellow musician, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or even it can be something as simple as um, uh, not getting a support yeah. that you thought would have been really cool, you know? Right, yeah. It's just it's, it's a lot of that really sort of weird niche, like just mental shit. It's not, it's yeah. not anything, but they're the actual ups and downs that you deal with. The, mm. the physical, you know, oh, this broke or we didn't sell or we did sell, like all those things that's just sort of monetary, the actual mm. ups and downs, they're mm. mental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you find um, mentally as well – to be able to cope with that sort of stuff. Oh, I have a huge jealousy issue. Yeah. And I've been struggling with it since day dot because I'm competitive. I've always yeah. been competitive since when I was a young girl. I was really good at sports, for example. So oh, I noticed I the uh, Hawthorne patch on the back <laughs> as well. Yeah. So oh, you're no, an I'm AFL not good girl. at AFL. I'm not good at AFL. But you love the sport. I do. Yeah. I do enjoy it a lot. I grew up a NRL girl, actually. Did you? Well, I grew oh, up I- in um, Northwest Queensland in Mount Eliza. And right. there's no, I mean, Auskick came to our school once, but oh, it was, straight up footy it was there, laughed though. out the yeah. door. You know, because those country towns, they it takes five, ten years for what happens in the city to get to them. And so right, you'll find yeah. all those rural towns, they're still liberal or yeah. they're one nation, you know. <laughs> Very, um, uh, at school. best, they're labor. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it takes a long time for, for shit to get out there. So, uh, yeah, jealousy. Just if I see someone doing well, I struggle with it because I love that my friends are doing well, but I also mm. struggle with the fact that, oh, why why didn't you do that good? Mm. And then that's an inner turmoil thing. So that's a very, very personal thing. Is it, is it thing. more of a competitive jealousy? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say that. I want everything to be the best all of the time yeah. no, I without mean, that, putting in any effort. I just want it to come to me. Having things no, that's be a lot. I do put in some effort. Yeah, having things be the best though is is good. It doesn't it doesn't make you an asshole in that sense. It's only if, it, depending on how you're uh, acting while you're doing that, obviously. Um, I just hide. Just <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know what to do. Yeah, just go, go and, go and, and hide like, for a day and wait. come back out the next day. Oh, well done. Yeah, yeah just avoid it all. Inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. Oh, no, I, I do. I, like, I genuinely love it when people do well, but it does actually personally affect mm. me a little bit. I'd be lying if I said it didn't because it's a self-reflection on, oh, mm. why Why didn't you yeah. do that? It's, yeah. No, I, I can imagine so. I mean, we're, we're kind of running out of um, time here anyway. We'll, we'll, we'll briefly touch it and we'll come back to it at another, at another point. Um with all that as well, you've got the jealousy stuff. Um, I mean, that's a you, small part. It is. A, We're it highlighting is small, it now, but it's a fairly yeah, small part. It, that that's a, compared to more more of the more things that you could go to, like what I'm going to ask briefly mm. is like it's it's one of them, it's obvious, like being a woman in the music industry. Obviously, Fuck off. But yeah, yeah. It's I I can't imagine. Like it's. First of all, I'm not in the industry. Well, yeah. I don't buy into the business. Yeah. Well, a a woman, a woman playing in the music. We could call them people. People. 
people. Sorry, go on with your question. Yeah, that that that. There, but there's still that stigma attached to it, though. You know, like if that, we that, keep making it a yeah, stigma, yeah. You know, for if sure. you stopped asking us how it's like to be a woman in the mm. music industry, and you just said, "What's it like being in the music industry?" and we yeah. could be people and not a yeah. woman in the music industry. People make it a commodity. It's not a commodity. Mm. It's yeah. actually not. Well, good. Uh, this is what I want to learn. This is what I want to know. I don't want to be a part of all that shit. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, so it's because actually- Because I don't think it's fair. Like, it's but, bullshit. But at the same time, there's a bunch of women on that train mm. blowing that horn going, it's important that women are involved. I did actually uh, mentor in Girls Rock. This yeah. year, I said no the oh, first time right. they asked me. I did see you post something about that recently. Yeah, so yeah. I said no. I told them to go fuck themselves. Boys aren't involved and it's exclusive and I'm not doing it. Yeah. And then I felt really awful for the next 12 months and then yeah. it was happening again. And the, the girl who, Ash, who runs it from Marvel and Bottlecock and fucking 20 other bands, <laughs> um, I think got to a point where she actually wasn't even confident enough to ask me to do it a second time because I spent an hour, we were playing a show together in West End at the Bearded mm. Lady. I spent about an hour just giving her this delivered speech about why it was shit and how it's exclusive and why it's wrong. And yep. um, and after talking to a lot of people, I realized that just because I don't feel like I need help and everybody can fuck off mm. and I'm going to do it anyway doesn't mean that that's what women feel. Not everybody else is no. and so And so when do, it was yeah. when someone sat me down and highlighted that, mm. I sort of went, oh, I am a cunt. <laughs> All right, I'll help the girls write songs. I Ooh. still feel bad the boys can't do it, but I'll help you out. Um, and you know what? It was the weirdest, best thing ever. I wouldn't say it was um, I wouldn't say it's really you being a cunt or anything. Like you're you're very confident in your own abilities and yeah, what you but- can do. I guess what I was assuming is that everybody else should be. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? And that's where I was falling down. So just because I think yeah. everyone can fuck off doesn't mean that, yeah. you know, 90% of other girls think that everyone can fuck off. They go, oh, sorry. Yeah. No, oh, no. Yeah, no, no, I am a girl. And, oh, and about that. Me, me asking this as well and like you saying, you know, don't don't put a label on it sort of thing like that shit. Just make it. Make it as normal, like normify it as much as possible, yeah. even if that is a word. Um, but it's gone in the other direction, and yeah. women have done it to themselves. Mm. But they, I don't know, if it's if that's what's going to work, it's going to work. I had a problem personally, well, not personally. I just the idea of changing the local quotas at the radio station to fifty percent female mm. um, had a bunch of problems. I stood to benefit from it, but I still hated it, and I hated it because. There's not 50% content in the library that's women. There's probably about 25 well, was, to 27. I was about to ask that. Like, do no. you know? So like, what, all it, that's going to happen is it's going to turn into a place where you have to play certain songs and certain genres. Yeah. And I understand that government funding's behind it. I understand the need to expose more people. And if the more people that listen to more female-fronted music, they'll get used to listening to it. Yeah. It'll be like listening to female comedians, you know? They'll be funny one day. Yeah. <laughs> funny one day, shit the next. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's the same with blokes But, too, yeah, I mean. but I don't know. I just – there's a part of me that sort of thinks, you know, if you're good, just you mm. earned it and you don't need yeah. to point out that you've got tits. Yeah. You know? So I guess that was my biggest qualm with all that sort of bullshit. It's not cheaper for me to hire a fucking rehearsal room. Mm. You know, I don't pull more people to my gig because I've got tits, you know? Yeah. You know, I, don't, I, just, I don't sell tickets at a higher price because I'm a girl. I just remembered uh, a song from Cam Cope. I think it was something about the quote, uh, 
feeding the quota. Feeding the quota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. one there. And so that's a thing with live uh, bills. If live there's live, bills, is live it okay? It's mainly, it's a, yeah, well, I mean, there's that, that song in particular yeah. was about um, get a female opener, they'll fill your quota. Yeah. It's about not having chicks on your bills. Right. And it's about, you know, download festival and uh, I don't know, Fucking big day outs. I don't just, even know what the kids go big to anyways. Festivals anyways. in general. It's like it's male <laughs> yeah, dominated. Yeah, yeah. And all then the time, when you yeah. actually take out all the band names that don't have women in them, yeah. it's like 15, 20%. It wouldn't even be a festival, it'd be probably a pub show. Yeah, yeah. Know? So and and so that's a valid point. Mm. Um, but then there's the promoter's side of we need people to want to come. Mm. Um, and these bands just aren't big enough to pull that kind of people. And then so their point was, well, you should make them big enough. And my point is you should earn it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all, all fairness to it as well. Yeah. yeah like if, if, you, time, if you're putting in the hard yards, regardless of, of gender, whatever. But then- I, I guess the point with that is that they're at a point where they are dealing with promoters and shit. So they, they yeah. do a thing that I don't do. Right. I don't, I don't give a fuck about promoters. I don't give a fuck about making my name in the music industry and playing at Sydney Opera House and all that sort yeah. of shit. Like I'm here to, I'm here to spread love and music and dick jokes and yeah. make people feel a little bit good and feel good in, in my own respect. And, and so I guess there might actually be some, uh, you know, some, Resistance, yeah, in right. those parts of the industry that well, I'm not a part of. I still feel like a lot of DIY bands and stuff like that do do pretty well. Like I, oh, I absolutely, I gutter mouth. Are they are they actually on a label? I, I gutter mouth, man. The fucking I picked them up from the airport. I think because they're year fucking the cra- they're they're just straight up crack ups. Honestly, the singer apologized to me for swearing in front of me. Yeah, when oh, I was driving them down to I love the Americans, man. Like, are you fucking kidding? Like, I mean, I was in my work uniform, yeah. so I get it. And he's like, called me ma'am, and yeah. oh, I'm sorry. After swearing, I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, I couldn't say fuck off because I was yeah, in the car with working, them for a fucking yeah. hour. I didn't want to get into that discussion yeah. for an hour. And they were fucked, hey. They take a lot of drugs. <laughs> they take a lot of drugs. Like We don't know. We discussed it. We don't know how they're alive. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I, the first time I saw Gutter Mouth was actually uh, the Flying Cock Joint or whatever. It was called something different at the time. I can't remember what it was called yeah, I know what you back mean. in the day. Um, but that's where it was and we saw them for the first time. Man. They were that that year. I remember too because once they got back to America, they put up a post saying like, "Sorry for being so insanely drunk the whole tour." Like, yeah, I know we yeah. They had to apologize to pretty much every venue and every punter <laughs> they spoke with. And yeah, because yeah, they, they just became all... renowned for being really awful. And I feel like one of the reasons they come back so much is one because it's easy for them to. They're building a bigger crowd base yeah. here. Three, it's a pub crowd mm. base as well. It's not sort of their normal gutter mouthy thing. And four, to try and make up for the damage they did in that first tour. Well, yeah, like. <laughs> Yeah, like get back in the good book sort of thing. Because like this this tour that they just did now, like they pretty much just put out to everyone like, hey, what do you, where can we play, what can we do sort of thing. And that's how they organised that tour this time around, which I thought was fucking sick. And they're ending it, they're either ending the tour in uh, at Vinny's Dive maybe or the, the new bar down the coast or Southport. Yep. I haven't been there yet. I'm, it's I really, fantastic. I really want to go there actually. That seems like a sick venue. That's a place I had to apologise to after we played there. Oh, really? Just covered it in toilet paper because we're cans. Really? They're fine. They're fine with it. It's fine. I tried to go what? back and help the next day to clean up, but I, they didn't answer <laughs> their phone. So, so was, was this while you were playing or just like both? Up, yeah, up both. both? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, it would it make it makes sense. While playing, afterwards, just drunk. No, we're drunk. just being cunts. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. No, that's cool. All right. Well, I think we've just about run out of time, unfortunately. Um, 
I'm really keen to get you back on again too because I feel like I can talk forever. Yeah, yeah. I feel like <laughs> I might just use you as a go-to. Like yeah, if yeah, I'm yeah, running sure. out, like if I if I want to get more content, someone out. cancelled. Yeah, yeah. Someone cancelled. <laughs> Come in. Let's just talk shit. Like, who gives Who gives a fuck? So um, there's yes, yeah, obviously still tons of stuff I'd like to talk to you about, but yeah, we've run out of time unfortunately. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna finish it out as usual with another banger from you guys. Um, this one is make this city safe. Um, obviously. Uh, no reference to Brisbane at all, but that's just no linguistic reference. No linguistic. Um, that's obviously to every city out there. Give people a rundown. Uh, what the song's about for those who wouldn't know. Okay, so uh, from the start, when my dad was eighteen, uh, he was a cop in Brisbane for about six months. He was. You know, young, red freckled, bright red hair. Yep. Um, got fired for not taking a bribe from a senior officer during the Joe Bioki Peterson years. Oh, yes. Uh, pulled them up for drink driving. And then, yeah, a couple of days later was just given orders to walk. Uh, so yeah, no then shit. actually just got out of Queensland. Um, Sounds like a good idea too. Yeah, then. yeah. Uh, so I wasn't born then. So they fucked off back to New South Wales. And yeah. Um, but so the song referencing back to the Joe Bioki peterson years, I don't know if you guys have looked into any of the inquiries that happened, but it was a super corrupt government and it's a government where they actually just make legislation based on uh, funding that they get from developers, from private companies. They sort of do what they want and the cops are cunts. Mm. And uh, I was actually talking to a, a policewoman as well at a, a friend's party who said that a couple of years ago uh, they actually made a mistake where a lot of the new recruits that came in were accidentally sent the email saying, congratulations, you got in, when they failed their tests. They oh, failed their tests. And everyone who was who got through got the email saying, oh, no, sorry, try again next year. And rather than admit the mistake – they actually just rolled with it. So then they what? inducted all of these cops into, and this is the QPS, this is Brisbane. Yeah, they yeah. inducted all these cops and, you know, sent them rural as well. So people who are unfit to work or not ready or unprepared or can't be prepared or for whatever reason, um, and they're, and they're kind of useless. And uh, I work in a medical centre and I was reading a report once and what they call people who are the delegated partners of police officers who are shit and not fit for the duty. For example, you know, you're in a situation where someone's beating the shit out of you. You expect your partner to jump in and save you, right? Yeah. And these people like, oh, no, 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 I'm sorry, I don't feel safe doing that. And then just you just get the shit beaten out of you because they don't want to get hurt because it's dangerous for them. Yeah, right. So they call they call them spoons, and it's a really really derogatory term that only the QPS uses. Um, and if you're called a spoon, then you're done pretty yeah. much. You might as well not even be a cop anymore once someone's decided that you're a spoon. Yeah, fuck. Um, so and it's kind of it's it's bringing back that even though it's probably not as bad as the Joe Bioki Peterson years, they're bringing in these laws like the Vlad laws, um, all of these. Oh yeah. That's the they still one, exist. They it? actually still yeah. exist. They yeah, only yeah, use yeah, them yeah. when they want to. So there's actually all these little things that are creeping in that people aren't notified about where they're mm. actually they can, if they choose to, take away our social justices and our and our rights and our freedom in the back end. And we don't even really know about it until we actually look at it. Um and so and that's where the reference to coming back to the Joe Bioki Peterson era is, and that's the reference to making everybody put um ID scanners in because 
why do you need to know where I am? You know mm. what I mean? So it's getting scanned everywhere you go. The G20, they were driving, uh, riding bicycles with cameras on themselves um, through the streets of fucking Windsor, where yeah. I live. Um, yeah. Convicted felons who had been, you know, uh, you're okay to live in society now, were actually paid to go and live in a hotel for a week. They put them up for in a hotel. They gave them food. They gave them everything just so they weren't in the vicinity of the area in Brisbane when the G20 was on. So there's all these things that have happened over the last five or so years that are just fucked. And so that's that the comment. That sounds fucked, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so it's the comment about moving back into the Joe Bjorki peterson years that we're actually coming into. And it's not, you know, it's a fairly heavy song for a flange song and, like, the lyrics aren't too involved, but, you know, our friends have had their arms broken and their faces broken from cops being really, really aggressive o- with over them. Over the top. Some yeah. of them probably deserve it. Most of them probably don't, you mm. know. You've got a job to do. You don't have to break my friend's fucking face. No, that's right. Um, so Make the City Safe is about the policies that they're putting in in Brisbane that are just fucked. I don't know who's coming up with these rules, but one, they don't work. The one punch can kill campaign where that actually motivated all these ID scanners is a fucking joke. Um, it's fucked a lot with the music industry yeah, as well. Yeah, too, absolutely. The as well, yeah. Yeah, so smaller venues have to close earlier. They have to pay more. Sometimes the if the ID scanner doesn't work, you can't trade. Because you can't let anyone in. You yeah, know what no I mean? Shit. It's fucked. So, um, yeah, there's just a lot of things that I'm really uneasy about. A lot of people in Brisbane are really uneasy about. And that's the whole idea behind this song. All right, cool. Well, again, really, it's a really catchy song too. And it, 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 it I'm glad I can make that catchy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Regardless of the actual meaning behind it, very well written song. And I do enjoy it as well, which is always exactly which what I'm rare. after. It's, it's what I'm after. Like I'm, I'm, I'm always loving, uh, I always love to go and find new bands. I mean, yeah. I know you guys for years anyway. So, I mean, like I know your stuff. Um, I know, I know what you guys are about too, but just in general, like I love going out and hearing new shit. I love going out yeah. and especially hearing the, the motives behind certain songs, whether it be, something incredibly over the top like fuck you and your stupid party you know like just about what that was to make the city safe something that's pretty fucking serious and fucked up as well like considering that this has happened and still happening in our backyard it's every day and that's mm. the thing it's it's these things are happening without us noticing because we're too Mm. busy yeah trying to live our lives and fucking survive Yeah, yeah that's right um, anyway, so this one is Make the City Safe. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for the beers yes, and the ciders. Yes, more than welcome. If anybody else is interested, just hit up the page. You will be supplied with free alcohol. Get at it. This is Make the City Safe. Thank you very much. We'll see you all later.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.